This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me set this up. Hallelujah. Isaiah is known as the eagle-eyed prophet. He lived and ministered over 700 years before Christ walked the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. And in this scripture, amen, this passage of scriptures, I should say, amen, he gives a prophetic uh, uh, discourse on the suffering servant. Now, at this time, amen, it was a mystery to the Israelites who he was talking about. Amen. You and I can look back through history and we know he's talking about Christ. But at the time, imagine God giving you a prophecy 700 years before it happens with great detail hallelujah glory to god and god was unveiling his plan of salvation for mankind hallelujah glory to god and it's in a way that's unusual because the the israelites believed that their messiah would come on a white horse coming to win the day and defeat their foes and sit on the uh uh, the throne of uh, Jerusalem and just rule for all time. And he will do that. Hallelujah. That's yet to come. Hallelujah. But the first time that Christ came to the earth, he came as a humble servant. Matter of fact, a suffering servant. And with that in mind, here we go with Isaiah 53 and 3. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. And it reads, he was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief. See, we, we tend to think of Jesus as being looked upon uh, with, uh, with platitudes and looked upon well and things like that, but he was acquainted with suffering, amen? He, he was not looked upon well by the general population of his time, hallelujah. Let's go on, it says, and like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. He would have to be despised for him to be sent to be crucified. All right. And we did not appreciate his worth. Amen. Here, Isaiah is prophesying 700 years before Christ walked the earth that mankind would not appreciate the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. So and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. He was not looked favorably upon by the masses. Yes, there were a number of people who did look favorably upon him, especially on Palm Sunday, amen. But by and large, amen, Christ's ministry rocked the foundations of the world. People were going to lose money because he's on the scene. People were going to lose prestige because he was on the scene. Hallelujah. He was not looked well upon by everyone. Let's go to the next slide. Verse number 54. But in fact, he has borne our griefs. Let's keep that in mind. Hallelujah. That he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet ignorantly assumed that he was stricken. We thought he was crucified because of what he did. Not for what we did. Struck down by God. This was God's plan that his only begotten son should die on our behalf and degraded and humiliated by him. You know, we often see the pictures of Christ and he's up on the cross and you do see a little stream of blood. But 
you don't often see how his body was mangled. And we also see a, a loincloth around his waist. But there are some that think that he was completely naked on the cross. Humiliated on our behalf. Let's go to the next slide, verse, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, our stepping over the law as mankind. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, our iniquity, iniquity, our sins, willful sins, things we know are wrong, yet we do it anyway. He died for us. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. So for, in order for us as mankind to be all right, punishment had to come on him. And by his stripes, his wounds, the black and blue marks on his back, on his body, we are healed. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 It's with that in mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our message this week is by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me pray. Amen. Hallelujah. As we pray over this message today. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for every soul gathered here today. We thank you for bringing them here safely in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every soul that is online today, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God, for their efforts to join us today virtually in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, we come before you and we need a word from you. This word and this task is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me. Have your way like never before. In Jesus' name, those in agreement with their prayer, just say amen. amen. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen. I'm going to deal with some stuff today from a standpoint that we've not really heard from before. Amen. But it is the word of God. Looking at this word stripes real quick. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a Hebrew word. Hallelujah. And it's pronounced kababurah. Hallelujah. And it means, hallelujah, properly bound with stripes, hallelujah, or black and blue marks, hallelujah, blueness, a bruise, hurt, wound, hallelujah, wounds, hallelujah, that he had been wounded to such a degree on his body that black and blue marks with the blood was trapped underneath his skin, hallelujah, from the tissue being damaged. Hallelujah. Through it from the whips, the cattle nine by the Roman soldiers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That hallelujah. you can see the black and blue marks on his body. He was humiliated for you and I. Every sin we have committed, not you and I just here, amen, but mankind. God being a just God. Being a just God means that you must punish sin, that you must bring balance, that you must bring fairness. Had to punish sin. 
but he chose to punish sin on the body of Christ, not on our bodies. You know, you and I engage in a lot of things as religious people, amen, to try to beat ourselves up, amen, to kind of just take our, take our punishment, amen, hallelujah. But hallelujah, it's not necessary because Christ took it for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to turn the corner. You've heard me say this before. Amen. Sometimes we deny ourselves of food because we're trying to punish ourselves. It's called fasting. We're trying to prove to God that we're sorry for what we've done. But it's not necessary. You want to fast? Go ahead and fast. I don't have a problem with it. But understand your fasting will not bring about righteousness in your life amen what brings about righteousness in your life is jesus dying on the cross and you accepting him as lord and savior amen by his stripes we are going to be healed we are healed what does that mean amen let's go to the next slide amen we're going to look at three words real quick amen hallelujah glory to god it talked about in verse four that he born our grief. Amen. This word born, amen, in the Hebrew, which the Old Testament portion of the Bible was originally written in, is a word spelled N-A-S-A, -A, amen. We might see it as uh, the uh, aeronautical uh, organization, amen, that rocket ships are uh, sent up into space, amen, but it's a Hebrew word, and it's, it's pronounced nasah, hallelujah, and it means to lift, to carry, to take he's born or he's lifted or he's carried or he's taken our grief jesus lifted he carried he took upon himself our grief but what's the word grief here it's not grief as you and i would think of grief amen hallelujah this word griefs in the Hebrew is a word koli, and it means sickness and disease. He's lifted, he's carried, he's taken our sickness and disease. He's lifted, he's carried, he's taken our sickness and disease. We're talking about physical sickness and physical disease. This is a part of what Christ did at the cross. Hallelujah. God never intended for us to be sick. God didn't create us to be sick. I understand sickness is in the world. I understand we're in the midst of a pandemic with over a quarter million people in the U.S. have died. Hallelujah. But it was never God's plan from the beginning that man should suffer grief in this case sickness and disease that's a result of this fallen world this sin soaked world why do we have coronavirus because sin has been introduced to the world in the garden of eden by adam and eve it's a domino effect of sin's presence in the world but here Isaiah prophesying 700 years before Christ's ministry says that he has taken, Christ has taken, he has lifted, he has carried our sickness, our disease. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. One more word for you. Amen. I need to hallelujah define hallelujah. And by his stripes, 
We are healed. Amen. This word healed in the Hebrew is a very familiar word to us that our Bible study is. Amen. Rafa. Rafa. Amen. It means to heal or healing. Healing has come to us. Healing has come and traveled to us. Healing has come to us. We didn't go to it, but it came to us. It also means the word cured. Hmm. Cured. By his stripes, we are cured. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, like you, sometimes I feel a tickle in my throat. Yes, like you, sometimes I feel aches in my body. These are symptoms, amen, hallelujah, of this fallen world, amen, hallelujah. But I also understand that somebody took my disease, hallelujah, my sickness, my grief, hallelujah, at the cross, hallelujah, glory to God, and that I have a right to be healed, amen, hallelujah. I know there's an argument by, hallelujah, many Christians around the world that those promises are just for, hallelujah, the Israelites. So those promises were back in the day, amen. Hallelujah. You just got to go through the day. And yes, I agree to a certain degree. We do go through stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. But the blessings and the promises are yay. And in Christ, they are amen. amen. We should partake of all the promises of God. Yes. And not say, well, that was back then. They're for now. Yes. By his stripes, we are healed let's move on hallelujah saints do you know that a big part of jesus's ministry is to heal the sick a big part of his ministry was to heal the sick you know we don't see the miracles in the church like we read in the bible today we don't see it a lot they are happening somewhere in the world but we don't see it every day in our lives because a lot of times we just believe that this Jesus is just not a healer. He doesn't do that anymore. Or the disciples did something special that we, that we don't do or something. We, we don't have a full grasp of what was accomplished at the cross. Or we lift up individuals like pastors or televangelists. And we take our eyes off Jesus and we look to the individual who's a representative, who's a sign in the road, who is human just like you and I. And we're looking for to try to take some of his or her anointing as opposed to seeing our rights as citizens of the kingdom of God. In this case, healing. Amen. But a big part of Jesus's ministry was to heal the sick. Let's take a look at this. Let's go to Matthew 8, 16. I'm coming out of the Amplified Version. Amen. Matthew 8 and 16. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about. By his stripes, we are healed. And we've heard that scripture over and over again. We're going to delve even deeper into it. Amen. But let's take a quick look here. Amen. Matthew 8 and 16, the Amplified Version. Amen. In the previous chapter, chapter 7, so 5 through 7, amen, Jesus preached his famous Sermon on the Mount. Hallelujah. And it's funny now that after he preached the Sermon on the Mount, in the next chapter he started healing people. Something about the word going out first. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
that faith was available in the hearts of the people now to be healed. What's going on here? Matthew 8, 16. Let's read. Amen. Amplified version. It says, when evening came, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons. And he cast out the evil spirits with a word. But here's our focus. And he restored to health all who were sick. I must have misread that. And he restored to health some who were sick. All who were sick. Everybody. That means like you and me. Exhibiting his authority as Messiah. It's the Messiah's authority or right to use power to heal the sick. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 17. Next slide. So that he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Here the uh, scripture is going to quote amen from Isaiah chapter 53. Hallelujah. He himself took our infirmities so that we're not confused about what he took upon himself. Amen. Hallelujah. After he healed the sick. Then they quote from Isaiah 53 in Matthew. It says he himself took our infirmities upon himself. Our sicknesses came upon Christ at the cross and carried away our diseases. He took our infirmities and then carried away our diseases. Sorry, mother. Hallelujah. Don't get me later. Hallelujah. You were just right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't understand that healing is a part of the deal. It's a part of the deal. And yes, the enemy, amen, in life, in this sin-soaked world is going to throw things your, your way. And yes, our lack of exercise and our diets are not helping the matter. But, but Jesus came to take away, to, he took our infirmities upon himself and carried away our diseases. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's move on. Let's look at some definitions here. Amen. In the next slide. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to base these definitions off of the King James Version. I read the Amplified Version of 817. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm going to read the King James Version because this is where the King James is a word for word translation. So we can translate these four words here to gain a better understanding of what Matthew 8:17 is saying. So this word took, amen, in the Greek, now that we're in the new portion of the Bible, we're switching to Greek root words. Took is a Greek word named lambano, and it means to take in order to carry away, to remove. So he removed our infirmities. Hallelujah. The next word is infirmities, and it's another Greek word is athenia, and it means weakness. So our infirmities are our weaknesses, our sickness refers to an ailment that deprives someone of enjoying or accomplishing what they would like to do. So when we're sick, when we're weak, hallelujah, we're not able to accomplish what we want to do because we are sick, we are weak. 
So he, hallelujah, hallelujah, took or carried away the things that make us sick, that make us weak, that don't allow us to accomplish the things that we would like to do in this life. Hallelujah. Particularly, hallelujah, walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He bare, hallelujah, our sicknesses. This word bear is bastazo, and it means to bear away, to carry off, to make away, or to remove by curing them. He cured our sickness, our weakness, our diseases. This word sickness, amen, in the Greek is a word called nosos, and it's a chronic persisting disease, typically an incurable ailment. Hallelujah. Kind of lends ourselves to our next point that I'm building up to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on to our next slide. Hallelujah. Jesus is not only capable of healing the sick, he is willing. Have you ever had a physical challenge as a Christian? And you know that God is God and God is capable, but is he willing to do it? Does God have a heart to do it or does God play favorites? That some of his children he's going to bless and heal and others, you know, he's not. And sometimes we project our own insecurities, our own mental and emotional struggles on God. We project them onto God, not knowing how good he is. Typically, if we've grown up in a household, amen, where the father was, we didn't have a great relationship with our father. We, we typically project that relationship onto Father God, not understanding how good he is. Hallelujah. How good Jesus is. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus is not only capable of healing the sick, he is willing. We're going to stay in this chapter 8, amen, of Matthew. This time we're going to come out of the first verse. Amen. Hallelujah. I talked about Jesus being on the Sermon on the Mountain, chapters 5, 6, and 7. Now in chapter 8, verse 1, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And it reads, and when Jesus came down from the mountain. So after he had preached this great sermon, the greatest sermon that was ever preached. He came down from the mountain and large crowds followed him. They had been in, endowed with faith. He had spoken so eloquently, so powerfully in such a way that they had not heard before. Hallelujah. That large crowds followed him. Verse two. Next slide. Hallelujah. And a leper came up to him. Now, leprosy is a skin disease, a contagious skin disease of the day where your skin would turn white. And at that time, amen, there was no cure for that. Amen. And people would stay away from a leprous person. Amen. They would not even touch him. A leprous person. Amen. Hallelujah, did not know the sense of touch, human touch, amen, because they were looked as, uh, 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 as people to be shunned, people to stay away from. Anybody ever feel shunned, that people stayed away from you, that nobody wanted to be around you? Let's see what our Lord and Savior did. Hallelujah, this leper probably heard the sermon on the mountain, had faith inside of him that gave him a boldness to walk up to our Lord and Savior. And the leopard came up to him and bowed down before him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to make me clean or well. This faith gave him the bonus to walk up to Jesus. But he was still dealing with the rejection he felt. 
And he asked the question, if you are willing. Sometimes because of our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves, we think God's just like everybody else that's rejected us. Everybody else that's kicked us to the curb. Everybody else that's mistreated us. But this man hearing the Sermon on the Mount had enough boldness to go up to Jesus. But Jesus not only had to heal him physically, he had to feel, heal him emotionally and mentally as well. Hallelujah. Next slide, verse 3. Jesus, this man who had not been touched, and God knows how long, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. This is a powerful statement. Jesus was not afraid of the contagious disease of leprosy, but reached out. he knew he was healing. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus can't be, hallelujah, infected by disease. He is healing. He reached out his hand and touched someone who had not been touched for a while with a human touch. Thus healing the man emotionally and mentally that this Jesus, this person who just preached this great sermon, the greatest sermon that was ever preached, amen, touched me. So Jesus reached out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing. Willing to what? Heal you. Matter of fact, I'm always willing to heal you. In addition, I'm going to go to the cross that you, that all of mankind might be healed. He says, I am willing. Be cleansed. You know, Jesus didn't get caught up in all these long prayers. Be cleansed. Now, yes, you and I say in Jesus' name because we're using his authority. He just said, be cleansed. He didn't start speaking in tongues and doing all the... He just said, be cleansed. He had the authority to speak like that. Saints, I'm getting to a point in my life, amen, where I'm cutting through the fat. And when I pray for people in Jesus' name, I'm just starting to speak things like that. Be cleansed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray thou in the name of Jesus that thou might send an anointing to come down and heal. Now, you know, I used to do all that. I was just like you. I used to do all that. Out of my insecurity, I wanted to impress the people that were there that I knew what I was doing and that I was qualified. So I used a whole lot of big words and a lot of church words and thou in the name of Jesus spoke in a way that I don't normally speak with thou's and those and these. Jesus didn't get caught up in that. Be cleansed. Now him being Jesus, he doesn't need to say in Jesus' name. Be cleansed. Let's see what happened. Immediately! His leprosy was cleansed. Immediately his body was transformed. With the one who said, let there be light and was the actual light himself. Spoke. Be cleansed. It had to happen. 
If Jesus came in here and saw this white wall and said, be blue, that wall would turn blue. He's God. Be cleansed. Hallelujah. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So a big part of Jesus's ministry was healing. Hallelujah. Let's go on to our next slide. Amen. I want you to remember this as we start to get to our conclusion. Sin is the cause. Sickness is the effect. Sin is the cause. Sickness is the effect. Now, when I say sin, I'm talking about the state of sin. I'm not talking about a specific sin. I'm talking about the state of sin that mankind found himself in before Christ died on the cross. Amen. And those who have not yet accepted Christ as Lord and Savior still live in the state of sin. We live in the state of righteousness now as believers. Amen. Hallelujah. But the state of sin, hallelujah, by and large, most of the world still lives in. There's about 2 billion, there's an estimate of 2 billion Christians in the world. There's an estimate of 7 billion going on, 8 billion people in the world. Amen. So that means 5 out of 7 billion people do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Help us, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are 5 billion people who still need Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Sin is the cause. Sickness is the effect. What are you talking about, Brother Minister? Let's go to the next slide. 1 Peter 2.24. This is Peter, the Peter that was with Jesus, the Peter that denied him three times, the Peter that says he never knew the man, the Peter that cursed, <laughs> the Peter that went on to become the leader of the new church. Hallelujah. The Peter that was eventually killed for what he believed, but absent from the body, present with the Lord. Hallelujah. He had, his height, he had greater heights, greater, greater things he was looking at than just his earthly life. Hallelujah. He knew he had eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. What's Peter saying here? I'm reading from the Amplified Version, 1 Peter 2.24. Hallelujah. Peter says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. Peter being an eyewitness of Christ, someone who was a disciple of Christ, someone that was in the inner circle of Christ would be the one to know what Christ did. He said he personally carried all of our sins in his body. He was our scapegoat. He took the punishment that was deserved for all of mankind upon his own body. On the cross, willingly offering himself on it. He said, not my will, but thy will be done in the garden of Gethsemane. As an altar of sacrifice. He, the, the, he was the sacrifice. So that we might die to sin. Becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin. Let's stop here for a second. As Christians. Born again believers. Peter here is testifying that Jesus died on the cross. Carrying our sins in his body. 
that we might become immune from the penalty and power of sin. What does that mean? If I go out here and rob a bank, I'm going to jail. I, there's an earthly consequence for my sin. I can't escape that. If I mistreat one of you, I will get a earthly consequence for my sin. Now, as a Christian, you won't be led to do that. But I'm not naive. There are Christians who mistreat people. There are Christians who sin and do bad things. I'm not naive to that fact. I understand that fact. I believe they're that way because they don't have a greater understanding of what Jesus did at the cross. They're church-going people who have a passion for Christ but have not, don't have the foundation of the teaching about the cross. All right? Hallelujah. With that being said, you and I will not be punished from God because of our sins. We have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He took our sins to the cross in his body. Our sins, even though we had not committed them yet because we weren't born, were punished before we were even born at the cross. See, we're getting an understanding of what happened at the cross now. We don't have a full understanding of what happened at the cross. Let me get more specific to you. Those of us that have fornicated, those of us that have cheated on our spouses, those of us that have lied, those of us who have tax evaded, those of us who have done any kind of thing you can think of, amen, glory to God, before you were born, before you even got saved, God being omniscient, all-knowing, punished your sins at the cross on the body of Christ. This is not a license to sin, but it's a license to give God praise for all he did for us at the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 And we are immune from the penalty and the power of sin. The wages of sin are death. But we have eternal life. Yes, this physical body is going to decay. Amen. Hallelujah. But the soul, the real you, the personality will continue forever. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. You have eternal life now. Hallelujah. No, this body's not going to heaven. We'll get a new body. I get one with a six-pack. Hallelujah. I'm going to get one with real curly hair, too. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. I might put some S-curl in it. Hallelujah. Some kind of activator. Hallelujah. I'm going to have all the activator. And sit next to Raven, amen, and shake that activator on her. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's back, y'all. Hallelujah. Welcome back, Raven Brown. Hallelujah. Thank you, my daddy. Hallelujah. Anyway, back to our scripture here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are immune from the penalty and power of sin. I want that to soak in. Soak in. God knows in your behavior you're imperfect. So he sent the perfect one to take the penalty for your imperfections. And God exhausted his uh, justice, his wrath upon the body of Christ. You know what you've done. I know what I've done. I know how I've fallen short. But it was paid for at the cross. No, I'm not saying God was co-signing your sinful behavior. 
No, God was not applauding you for doing that. Hallelujah. But God had a plan before you even walked the earth. Amen. For your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The world now lives outside of this grace. I told you five billion don't believe in Christ. Amen. As narrow is the way to God. That narrow way is Christ. Broad is the way to destruction. That broad way is us all doing our own thing. Say this, many paths to God. No, no, Jesus said narrow is the way to God. He was referring to himself. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How can we can't even approach the president without going through the secret service? How are you going to get to God in your own righteousness? We come to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me get back to my scripture. Amen. So that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin and live for righteousness. Amen. We were created for righteousness. But as I told us last week and I told us over and over again, it's impossible to live the Christian life. Only Christ can live the Christian life and he lives it in us by way of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's not here to make us dance. Amen. That's our human reaction to how good we feel on the inside. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that. But his job is to, hallelujah, manifest the life of Christ in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To manifest the life of Christ in us, the reality of Christ to us. And being the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into a life of righteousness. Amen. Righteous behavior. Hallelujah. For by his wounds or stripes, you who believe have been healed. I want you to see a connection here. Jesus pays for our sins. And this word healed, I mean, or disease, amen, means without ease. The sinful disease, the sinful state that mankind was in put man in an a, a, in existence of dis-ease or without ease. Jesus dying on the cross took care of our sins. If sins are the cause or the state of sin is the cause of sickness and disease, what it means that at the cross, when he defeated sin, he defeated sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is the cause of sin, the state of sin. And sin was defeated at the cross. Then sickness and disease was defeated at the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me look at this word healed. Amen. It's another Greek word. I believe this is my last definition for you guys. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's pronounced E-I-O-M-E. -E and it means I heal generally of the physical. So it means physical, but sometimes it means spiritual. Spiritual healing. When sin is defeated in your life, it brings about a spiritual healing. When the Holy Spirit takes residence in your life, you awaken spiritually. To be dead biblically means to be separated from God. When the Holy Spirit, being the third person of the Godhead, hallelujah, of the Trinity, amen, takes residence in your life, 
You are no longer separated from God. You are quickened or you are made alive. You are born from above or born again. Hallelujah. Now, not separated by God, by your sins, because your sins were paid for. You've accepted, hallelujah, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. The, the, uh, the payment for your sins is applied to your life, and now you can have relationship with God to the point where God takes residence in your human spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So it means to heal generally of the physical, sometimes of the spiritual disease. Hallelujah. Sin is a spiritual disease. To heal draws from the attention to the Lord. It's the he's a supernatural healer. It also means this e-a-ome. E it also means beyond the physical healing itself and its benefits to make whole. When we got saved, we were made whole. I.e. to free from errors and sins to bring about one's salvation. By his stripes, we are healed or we are saved or our sins have been paid for. His spirit takes residence in our spirit. We are healed from the uh, spiritual disease of sin. Hallelujah. Our sins have been paid for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As a result, amen. Hallelujah. When he defeated sin, he defeated sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Next slide. Let me conclude with this. Hallelujah. It's our last slide. Hallelujah. Let me conclude. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is willing and able to heal us in, in our time of need. We can be assured that healing is God's intent for believers. Healing is God's intent for believers. There are believers on different levels. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of us just come to church. We're just shallow in this. We don't have the full understanding. We don't have the full revelation of all that Christ did at the cross. Amen. Thus, hallelujah, if you don't know you have a benefit, hallelujah, how can you take advantage of it? Or if you've been taught for many, many years that healing is not yours and God is not willing, amen, hallelujah, how can you take advantage of it? But healing is God's intent for believers. Jesus first defeated sin in our lives by bearing our sins in his own body at the cross. Sin is the root universal cause of sickness and disease. Since Jesus conquered sin, he simultaneously defeated sickness and disease. To be healed is the blood-bought right of every born-again believer. Healing is our blood bought right. It's not our fasting right. It's not our praying all night right. It's not our self-effort right. It is our blood bought right. Jesus' blood bought right for us is healing. I can't brag on how many days I fasted. I can't brag on how many hours I prayed. But I can point to the cross and give him glory. I'm done. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence 
that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.